Hello everybody, this episode of Technology Uncorked is brought to you by Kaspersky. Now, I had a call during the week from a gentleman who had just bought a computer, was just starting to get into all things internet and email, and I couldn't believe that they've avoided it for so long. But, you know, he was an elderly chap and he had retired and was thinking about what he needed to get and install on his computer. One thing that he was questioning was whether he actually needed antivirus software and I nearly fell off my chair. It was a shocking thing to actually consider that in today's day and age, people would think it's something that's whether you need it or not. Well, you do. Any computer that you've got, any smartphone that you've got should all have some sort of protection. And Kaspersky do offer a huge range of products from as low as $30 for the year with even more features than you'll find in other competitors as well. And it's worth checking them out if you are looking to connect a computer to the internet. Please, if you know somebody who has a computer that is not protected, please pull it out of the, out of the wall. Go ahead, go and jump on Kaspersky.com and purchase some software. It's very important that you do have something and some level of protection because you wouldn't go out in the rain without an umbrella. All right, look, somebody did ask me at the end of the episode last week uh, what wine I'm drinking during Technology Uncorked. You seem like a wine guy. And uh, yes, guilty as charged. September 20th is International Grenache Day, and I've been sent a really lovely bottle from Blood Brother Republic through Cellarmasters. It is a Grenache from McLaren Vale. It's a really nice wine to have if you're having lamb, barbecued meat, something like that. It's a lovely red with food. I'm actually having it by itself and really enjoying it. A little bit chilled, actually, so it's a bit on the cooler side. A lovely wine. International Grenache Day. How else would you possibly celebrate except with a lovely bottle of Grenache? A little sippy sip between these musical segments. That's why I like it. All right, guys, so a huge amount of tech news this week. I'm going to focus on three particular stories. Now, the interesting one that came out was from Facebook. They've announced a product called Portal. Now, Portal is going to look in three variants. It's going to be in almost like a small picture frame, a larger style picture frame, and another device that will stick on top of your televisions or on your entertainment unit. What Facebook's looking at here is, is video calling and having a smart screen in the home that you can ask questions, but you can also use Facebook video to make calls with your Facebook friends. Uh, but they've also also actually integrated WhatsApp as well. And that's fantastic because a lot of people do use WhatsApp. Not everyone has a Facebook account. So you could WhatsApp video call uh, from a mobile device to this device in the home or to the TV in the home. Uh, I really like this. They've actually also partnered with Amazon with Alexa. So you've got this Alexa voice assistant built in, which you can use to control your smart home, ask the typical questions, but then you can also use the screen to make a video call. And to be honest, we're going to talk about uh, two smart products later in the show, but one thing that I do really dislike about, say, the Google um, the Google devices that have a screen uh, and even the other Amazon devices that have a screen is you, you have these weird ways of doing video calls. And yes, it does work, but you do rely on that person on the other end having the right app installed to do it. Everybody has WhatsApp installed. Everybody has Facebook. So the portal can actually become a real device that you're using for video calls. Now, my biggest concern with this product before we've actually tested it, and I promise I'll be fair when I actually do test it, um, is going to be, am I going to tie my Facebook account to this device that's in a shared spot, say in the kitchen, 
And then if one of my mates call that it just, even if I'm not home, it's ringing in the kitchen. To me, that seems a little odd and I'm trying to figure out how they make it more personalized to you so that if I may be home, it works that way. But if, if say my wife is home, that it works for her account. I'd love to know how they work on that area. Interesting thing, it's going to come out around November. Obviously, I'll try and get it as soon as I can to give you some feedback about it. Uh, but a really interesting product from Facebook. Now, we've also seen, finally, the Samsung Galaxy Fold uh, is no longer peeling. So it will actually be coming uh, to market. We, we do expect it will come to Australia before the end of this year. So if you are looking for something very expensive to put under the Christmas tree, uh, you can now actually rely on the Galaxy Fold uh, not being the biggest, saddest disappointment come Boxing Day. Essentially, this, this device, it has got a big folding screen right in the middle. It's also got a screen on the outside. It's going to be expensive, guys. A budget around three grand for this little product uh, is going to be for people who commute a lot. Maybe you carry a tablet and a phone. This is going to be your all-in-one type device. But you know what? The price is going to hurt them. And I think uh, people will be afraid. But if you love the, love the latest and greatest, it's going to be a very, very cool phone slash tablet slash, oh my God, look how big that thing is in your pocket. Now, if you think we were done with smartphone announcements and the iPhone 11, you're still reeling, or maybe you've just lined up to buy it. Uh, no one's lined up in Sydney yet. Uh, maybe you have. The Pixel, the latest Pixel will be coming from Google very, very soon. They've announced the event. It will be in October. Uh, I do expect that despite all of the leaks, there'll still be some interesting news around it. Will it be 5G? Will I rant about it like I did with the iPhone last time? Uh, look, we're yet to see. I think the, this other uh, announcement that's going to come very, very soon is from Huawei. Now, we expect a flagship announcement from them in their Mate series. Now, Huawei make incredible phones. Their hardware is, is stunning, and they're one of the brands that have been really embarrassing Apple when it comes to a, a features perspective. And with the problems they're having with the US and the whole Google issue, uh, what, who's going to buy a phone that doesn't actually run uh, the Google Play Store? You, imagine if you have a smartphone that you can't download Instagram and Facebook and stuff like that. Um, what a nightmare that will be. No Google Maps, no Gmail. It, it will just be an Android phone with nothing on it. Yeah, no. Not going to work. So I'm kind of hoping that uh, maybe they'll announce the device and then hopefully before it comes to Australia, the whole issue with the US is fixed. And then when it does launch here, it's amazing. But I'm worried for them. I'm really worried for Huawei. I, I love what they do. I can just see this being pointless, absolutely pointless. Now, let's get into a massive comparison I want to do. I'm very excited to talk about this. The Google Nest Hub Max and the Sonos Move. So look, I think for a number of years now, we're all starting to get quite comfortable with the idea of talking to things. Now, you know, when Siri came on on iPhones, people started to get used to asking it to make a phone call or to reply to a text. And then we started to see Amazon with their smart speakers and Google bringing out their smart speakers. And, you know, companies like Woolworths, for example, were giving away those little Google Home Minis. And it was almost easy to just find and trip over one in a store. They, they come very inexpensive now, around 30 bucks. You can usually pick up a small smart speaker to Stick on the bedside table, ask questions about your commute to work and the weather and things like that. Uh, with that, we're now starting to see this other shift into smart displays. Now, this is not so much just about, you know, hey, Google, tell me about the weather. It's now, hey, Google, show me the weather. Or, hey, Google, show me how to cut an onion. 
those sort of things. Now, I've been testing the, the Google Nest Hub Max. Uh, it's got an incredibly long name and for a couple of reasons. It's got the Nest um, built in. So Nest is a, is a security system that has been around for a number of years now. Google acquired Nest and they're starting to integrate them into their products. Um, it's, it's also a, an amazing hub for the middle of your home. And in, in my case, I'm using mine in the kitchen. And I think it actually is the best place to do it because if you're going to have a 10-inch display, uh, you don't really want that on the bedside table. You want that somewhere that people are going to be commuting around and it's definitely in the kitchen for me. Now, it's white. It's quite beautiful. It's got this lovely speaker at the bottom. It's around three speakers built into it. Uh, and when you do play music through, it actually sounds really good. It does require power. It only works over Wi-Fi. That's another call out. Now, I set this up very quickly, use your Gmail account, things like that. Very simple. I, I connected my Spotify to it. Uh, I've now also got all my lights going through it as well. It's, it's super simple. And, and it took a while for me to start to get used to the fact that I can use the display. It's so easy to ask it to turn the lights on and ask it the same questions you're used to asking just a smart speaker. But in this instance, I'm now having to think about, well, what do I want to do with it? Um, it actually also works with Stan. It works with YouTube. So if you just say, show me something or, you know, play the latest episode of Power from Stan, it does it and it just starts playing and it's very quick. It understands commands very, very quickly and and, and smartly as well. It didn't trip up that, that often. And I actually have an Alexa speaker in the same room. So I would often ask the same question to both and see the reaction I'd get. Sometimes ask, understanding the city that I'm talking about, or if I want to see pictures from a particular location, sometimes it just got it wrong. But on, on Google, it really did pick it up pretty well. And, and we're loving it. We're actually loving it in the home. Um, you can ask it to show recipes so you can follow a recipe on the screen. It is a touchscreen, so you can still interact with it without actually talking to it as well, which I do like. Uh, look, it's, it's a really cool product. It's hitting the market now at 350 bucks. I honestly think if you're looking for something smart in the home and you've been avoiding it for a while, this is a cool one. Put it in the middle of the house um, and just start having the family interact with it. I've got it also displaying photos as well, and you can choose particular faces that you want to focus on. So for me, it's photos of my son, which just circulate. And he's, you know, he's 13 months now, so you're actually getting photos appearing from when he was a baby. Well, he's still a baby from when he was like really, really a baby um, to now. And it's it's so damn cool. So it's a nice little product for me. I'm enjoying it. And uh, and if you're in, in the market for something, I've also been testing the, uh, I've got the Echo Show, which is the Amazon really alternative to it. Uh, it just doesn't have the same the same glitz and glamour, to be honest. I mean, it's got a similar size screen, but put them side by side, I ain't getting it. I ain't getting it. Now, the other thing that uh, I've been talking to is the Sonos Move. I talked about it in the news last week. Uh, I've now been using it, and I can now actually tell you about it in, in a review style. Now, the Sonos Move is the first portable speaker from Sonos. Okay, this is something that is it's impressive, it's unexpected, but it's something customers have always asked for is I want to take my Sonos outside. And with summer coming up, what better time for me to be testing this or for it to have launched? We had an amazing weekend of, of spring weather and, uh, and guess what? I had a barbecue. That's what you're going to do. I took this Sonos outside. I was still in Wi-Fi range. I didn't have to worry about, about switching over to Bluetooth. Now, Bluetooth is also on board the Sonos Move, and that's something that, uh, again, would never have thought we'd see, which means I can actually take the Sonos Move to the beach. I can take it well away from my home and just start Bluetooth streaming audio from my phone with it. I do love that I can do that. You do lose, however, the voice assistant functionality. So you've actually got a choice when you set the, um, the Sonos Move up. Do you want to use Amazon or do you want to use Google? 
Now this is cool. No other smart speaker on the planet gives you a choice of voice assistants. This one does. You can choose whichever one you like. You can always change back and swap and change as you go. Um, I love this. It also gives you up to 100 different music services to listen to, but that's a separate thing and that's always been there. So you take this Sonos move outside and then suddenly you're sitting by the barbecue, your hands are dirty, you can then talk to the voice assistant to change song or you can turn the lights on because it's getting dark if you've got a smart home. You know, this is absolutely awesome. It's got about a nine hour battery life. I really love it. It is about $600, about 650 bucks. So it's not cheap. No Sonos product really is cheap, but if you want portability in a Sonos product, this is the one to go for. What I will say though is despite the sound being very good, um, you have to question, and you really have to question the portability factor because if you can uh, enjoy music from outside the house while listening to it inside, so if you've got, say, a Sonos speaker which is stuck onto a PowerPoint, are you really going to be that upset? Do you have to have it right next to the barbecue? Now, I liked it because it was it was handy, but uh, I don't usually travel with a speaker. I don't usually take speakers to the beach, uh, but I know that if I did, I could. So you need to really think about it because a Sonos One is 300 bucks and it's really got the voice system functionality just as well. Um, it doesn't sound as loud, but it certainly sounds bloody good. So think about it. Is it worth twice the cost of it? Well, just for portability, maybe if I'm going to use the portability factor a lot, um, you know, have a think about it. The other thing I want to mention actually, which is very smart, is the way that it charges. Now, you can actually charge it through USB-C. I noticed that it's got that connection on the back, um, but it actually also has this, this base, which looks like a halo, and the speaker just sits inside it when you're um, you know, when you take it inside, you just plonk it onto this halo and it uses conductive charging to recharge the speaker. That's really smart because you don't have to worry about looking for PowerPoints all the time or anything like that or plugging something in. You just put it back in its, in its halo and it starts charging again. So a couple of different ways to do smart in the home. One's portable, one's completely fixed, and one has a display and things like that. But what I love is that with the smart home, we are moving in different directions. We are getting more and more options to choose from. Uh, if you haven't if you haven't got anything at all, uh, have a think about getting one of those cheap little um, Google Home Minis or one of those small Amazon Echoes. You know, those those dots are cheap as hell as well. Get something and start playing with it. It's Who cares if it listens to you when you're uh, doing whatever in the house? Who cares? I mean, let's be honest. No one cares. So have a go at it and uh, and start embracing the smart home. I'm, I'm certainly loving it. But that Nest Hub Max is so damn cool. Worth checking out. All right, so I'm sitting at this dinner during the week and, and the lady next to me tells me that somebody uh, hit her car while it was parked and didn't leave a note. And I mean, that's that's a terrible in, in itself. But what I asked her straight away was, did you have a dash cam? And if you did, it would have probably caught that. She says, what do you mean? She said, I don't have a dash cam, but how would it have um, actually recorded it? I said, well, they normally have knock detection. And what that means is that if somebody does back into your car, uh, it fires up the camera and starts recording immediately, which means that if the person does drive away, you'll probably catch their number plate on on video. And she had no idea about this, and I thought I'd better mention this as part of you know the sponsor announcement that I do with Navman. Now, Navman do sponsor this show. They do sell a huge amount of dash cams, and, and they all have this knock detection feature as well. It's extremely handy because it just starts recording whenever something happens, and it could be quite subtle. If you take sort of the, the, the base of your hand and just sort of touch it against your head, that little knock that you feel, that would almost be enough to trigger um, that type of recording on a dash cam. And, and that's something that you want because it could just be someone opening a car 
car door. It could be a trolley that's rolled into your car. Or heaven forbid, it's actually a proper car that's just reversed right into you and uh, and made some damage. In her case, it cost $8,000 to repair it. It must have been a pretty solid hit. But here we are talking about two to $300 dash cams. So it's insurance policy. It's one of those things. It's it's always your word against somebody else's. And if they're not even there and you haven't caught them, you don't know the number plate, people are just getting away scot-free. So check them out from Navman. Uh, knock detection. It's a really cool thing. And uh, you will be, you'll be glad. You'll be very glad you've got a dash cam when something like that happens. During the week, I was having a conversation with somebody about robot vacuums. Now, I'm often asked, do they still suck? Jeff, I want to get a robot vacuum because I'm tired of vacuuming, but uh, they still make crappy ones, right? Well, no. I've tested a lot of different robot vacuums. Uh, one in particular was from LG. It's the R9. Now, at $16.99, you, you damn well hope it's a very good vacuum. And it is. It, it, it will suck the stain off a wooden floor. I mean, it really is a very powerful vacuum. It's got one of those barrels in it in, in the same way you would see um, a Dyson or something like that, which has one of those barrel cartridges. So it's easy to empty as well. But uh, one of the things I will say is that the camera on this uh, on the R9 is fantastic for navigation. You can actually also connect to it from a smartphone and con- control it remotely. You can drive this vacuum around and look through the camera on the vacuum. So you can almost use it as a surveillance device in the home when you're away. Maybe go and check all the doors, make sure they're all closed. You can do that in this robot vacuum. Um, It has got a proper traditional head on the front in terms of the vacuum head, a proper rectangle looking thing. It's fantastic for getting into corners as a result. A lot of those round spaceship looking ones do struggle in that way. Uh, What I will say with the LG though, is that even after it maps the whole home and it thinks it knows everything about where it's going, I I found it so many times in like a walk-in robe, just sitting there doing circles and completely lost. The other disadvantage to it as well is it's quite tall. So being something that has got such a huge amount of suction power, um, it does does take up a bit more girth and height. And as a result, it's not getting under most beds. It's not getting under most couches. So you do have that limitation to it. A lot of the uh, slimmer or shorter ones uh, will be able to fit under those. And speaking of which, uh, from Ecovacs. Ecovacs have a huge range as well. That's primarily what they do. They even make uh, ones for windows. And this is a whole other story, but there's some that you can get that you actually stick to your window and it will literally navigate around the whole window and clean it and then vacuum it up. It's crazy. Uh, but from Ecovacs, what you'll find is, uh, what I found is certainly much better navigation. It has full integration with your smart home as well. So you could actually ask the vacuum just to go and vacuum the kitchen. And it will go and do that. It will avoid areas very well because you get this beautiful floor plan on your home, on your on your smartphone that you can actually then exclude zones or include zones. It automatically detects when it's going onto carpet or back onto hard floors. And there's also a model that has a built-in mopping feature as well. So it does the vacuuming and then it can also add some droplets to the floor and then use a pad to actually wipe the floor as well. So if you want to get something that mops and vacuums, Ecovacs have an option for that. Uh, and they do start much cheaper. So from Ecovacs, you're looking at around from $500 up. Uh, their more premium ones do go over the $1,000 mark, but it's good to know that if you are after just something that just does the vacuuming, doesn't have to be completely crazy, I don't need the surveillance in the home, uh, then Ecovacs has a good option for that as well. Uh, as a result, I did mention that it has it is much slimmer, so it fits under the, under the beds and things like that. It has got a much smaller um, dustbin, so you will find yourself emptying that a lot more often because you can't fit as much garbage in this thing because it is just taken up with with slim 
firmness. Um, and also the other thing is the suction. It's not going to be as good as the LG because of its size, uh, but I didn't think it was doing a bad job. And I think since it's a robot vacuum, you can afford to let it go and do it once every two days or once a day if you really want to. And you're not too worried about the suction or even the storage bin because it's doing it so regularly that it doesn't have that much to pick up. So that's a great option. The last one I'll talk about is from iRobot. Now, these guys are probably one of the original um, in terms of robot vacuums. The new one is called the i7. Now, what's good about the i7? Well, first of all, um, it, the, the navigation is fantastic. It really knows its way around the house, a lot like the Ecovacs in that way. Um, it does have the smart home integration as well, which is great. It is a bit thicker than the Ecovac, so it could potentially struggle with getting under underneath certain furniture items. Uh, but one thing that I love about this, and no one else has this yet, is that when it returns back to base to charge, all of these have a um, sort of a base station that they go back to charge from. It also empties the bin. Now, I don't just say it just empties it on the floor. It actually has its own compartment in the base station where it can empty up to 30 times. So the vacuum can return home empty its stuff, and then actually continue vacuuming if it hasn't finished the whole house, or you can just leave it and empty the thing once a month, or empty it every two weeks, whatever you like. You're not actually maintaining this thing often and often, and I think that's a fantastic feature. I'm sure the others will all copy it, but what I loved about from from uh, iRobot is the i7 because of that one feature. I think that's just awesome. Um, it will go on and on and on. And if you've got a big house, maybe a big single story house, for example, it might do the front half, come back. It may even need to recharge, for example, but it could empty and then carry on doing its thing. Whereas the other vacuums will, will fill up, they'll return home and they'll just stop. And good luck with for you. You'll have to come and empty the thing out and then hope it remembers to go and finish off the job. So look, Robot vacuums aren't dumb anymore. They're certainly very good. Um, there are three good options out there, different needs for different people. Uh, I've spoken to some people about the LG and told them my problems and not everyone experienced that. So maybe over time, and I had it for about two weeks, but maybe over time it does get better at the navigation. For me, that was just one of the problems. But um, it does the best job in vacuuming as long as it gets there. So interesting stuff. But robot vacuums, I love them. It's certainly one less chore to think about, even if it doesn't do the best job. You can always go and do your own vacuuming once a week or once every two weeks uh, and be more thorough. But gosh, guys, I mean, why would you worry about this stuff when uh, you can get a little robot to do it for you? That's the whole point of the future. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. I did have a couple of questions come through. Um, I put the call out on Instagram and Twitter about questions for the show. You know, Let me know what you guys are thinking. Let me know if there's something I can answer. I did get a lot and probably should have planned this show differently so I don't spend the whole time answering your questions. Uh, but one of them I wanted to answer was actually about whether uh, somebody with an iPhone 8 should upgrade to the latest iPhone. And I mean, gosh, I'm, I probably went too far last week, to be honest. I probably went a bit too far about the whole iPhone bashing. I haven't heard from Apple since. Um, that's not a good thing. So anyway, we'll see. Um, but what I will say for somebody who has bought, uh, who has an iPhone 8 and you are considering whether to upgrade, yeah, iPhone 8, probably a good time to do it. It's going to be miles different. Okay, it's going to be a very big jump from what you're experiencing now. The home button's gone now. I mean, newsflash, the home button is no longer there. So if you're on an iPhone 8, you're going to get more screen real estate, even in a smaller form factor, because you're not having to worry about that top and bottom bezel. Uh, the camera is going to be a hell of a lot better. Uh, you know, it's, it's going to be a better phone. I actually genuinely think that uh, if you're on the iPhone 8, you could potentially actually stick it out for another year if you really want to. Uh, but if you're on an iPhone 6 or 7, yeah, time to upgrade. Definitely time to upgrade. But iPhone 8, you could hang on to it if it's fine. And if you've got no budget and whatever, you could hold on to it. 
but yeah, you're going to notice the difference. So, you know, I, as much as I, I was upset about the iPhone 11 and its lack of, of extreme features that we've seen from other brands, it is still an upgrade when you compare it to phones from three years ago. I apologize. It is an upgrade depending on where you're coming from. If you're coming from the iPhone XS, yeah, you'd probably never think about upgrading. And I, as I said, myself with an iPhone X uh, is not, not thinking about upgrading. So uh, I just want to be clear that, yes, it's an improvement. It is a better phone. I apologize to the, the gods at Apple. I apologize for saying that it wasn't innovative, but it is if you compare it to a phone from four years ago that they released. This has been Technology Uncorked. My glass is empty. Time to go for another. I got to edit this thing and get it out to you ASAP. Happy International Grenache Day. Who would have thought we'd have a special day for Grenache? But it's the G and the GSM and I'm enjoying it. Thank you, Salamasters. Thank you, everybody. Thank you to my sponsors. Thank you, everyone who's been actually leaving reviews. My God, I need to thank you all somehow individually and write letters, but they're usernames. It's hard to know who you are. And thank you for people listening from well outside Australia, Spain, Portugal, Argentina, the United Kingdom. It's incredible to see Papua New Guinea, PNG. Hey, hey, hi, PNGers. Um, that's fantastic. Manus. Nope, nope, no one from Manus Island. Thanks, guys. You've been great. Bye-bye.